Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the Cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' upcoming game with the Dallas Mavericks. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks go into Dallas at 13 and 36, having just beat the 76ers. And the Mavericks are coming back into Dallas after losing in Houston last night um, to the Rockets. The Dallas Mavericks are having to get used to life without Luka Doncic. The star forward rolled his ankle in practice and is going to be out probably until the All-Star break. They are also dealing with the loss of Dwight Powell, who was a star forward for them, who really kind of finished everything that Luka started in the pick and roll and was a big part of why the Mavericks are kind of lead the league or in the top of the league for rebounding and offensive rebounding. Uh, to get back to Luka Doncic, it just it really disappointing that he's unable to play. Getting to see him and Trey Young on the same court is a joy. Both guards or both players were involved in the trade. Obviously, Hawks fans know that we got Trey for Luka Doncic. We also got the pick that became Cam Reddish in that trade. And while a lot of the media has made that trade something where it's who won the trade and which player is better, uh, both Trey and Luka seem to have a friendly, competitive, but respectful relationship. And not being able to see both guys sling passes and make three-pointers on the same court is something that I am frustrated we don't get the opportunity to see. Um, the Hawks injury report is much the same. Chandler Parsons and Jabari Parker are still out. Um, Alex Lynn is out for at least another week. DeAndre Bembry is still recovering from his hand procedure is out. And then Bruno Fernando is questionable going into this game. The Hawks were able to make that front court rotation of John Collins, Damian Jones, and Vince Carter work against the 76ers. And it will be interesting to see how the Hawks attack uh, Porzingis, Maxi Kleba, and the front court of the Mavs uh, with that same rotation. But the Mavericks are really starting to get used to a lineup that doesn't have a couple of their key co- contributors. And a lot of that falls on Porzingis. Um, but to get to some of the Maverick strengths, they are one of the best rebounding teams in the league and specifically offensive rebounding teams. And we could see that really hurt the Hawks where the rebounding has not been quite as strong. Um, part of that is Porzingis and, again, Maxi Kleba. They're bigs that the Mavericks have, but also their forwards do a good job of getting into the paint and getting rebounds as well, specifically Dorian Finney-Smith. They have a couple of guys who are uh, bigger for their position, including including a point guard in Dorian Wright. And seeing how the Hawks are able to team rebound or if John Collins is able to keep up his monster rebounding numbers against a team that's so good at rebounding is going to be a key point in this game. Um, they also The Mavs are also a great three-point shooting team. They are second in the league in the number of attempts and in the number of makes they have. And they're also 10th in the league in their shooting percentage from three-point land at 36%. Part of that goes to both Porzingis is a capable three-point shooter, but also they have Tim Hardaway Jr., who Hawks fans know, THJ, and also they have Steph Curry's little brother, Seth Curry, who's really found his way in the league and is shooting 40% from three-point land. 
Um, they also are very good about not turning the ball over, something that the Hawks could learn from. Whereas the Hawks have a lot of turnovers that turn into easy points for teams, the Mavericks do a great job of protecting the ball and not having turnovers. On the defensive side of the ball, rebounding, of course, plays a part of that. But the Mavs are super good at uh, getting blocks, number two in the league, and they are just outside of the top ten in uh, opponents' field goal shooting percentage. So teams are not shooting the ball extremely well against the Mavericks. Um, I do think that the Hawks have a little bit of an advantage coming in and catching the Mavericks on the second night of a back-to-back, but the Hawks are going to have to do some of these things that they aren't doing, which is not fouling and not turning the ball over to get a win on top of having a little bit of a rest advantage. Um, they also, the Mavericks also do not send a lot of teams to the free throw line. And um, the last few games we've seen Trey be able to get to the free throw line over 10 times, over 15 times a game. So seeing how the guards of the Mavericks defend against Trey Young will be something to look forward to. Some of the names that you need to know for the Mavericks, number six um, is Porzingis. The kid from New York that the Mavericks were able to trade for and who was brought in to be a number two next to Luka. And without Luka, they're going to go through um, Porzingis a lot. He has a couple of okay nicknames, Porzingad, the unicorn for his ability to be a big that can also shoot three-pointers. But he is averaging 17 points a game, nine rebounds, and two blocks. He is a very good shot blocker. Um, He has a really interesting game. To me, he kind of looks like the water striders out there. He's super skinny, super lanky, and he can be defended by a smaller defender, which might help the Hawks because he doesn't like to bang. But he can he has a nice sh- jump shot, and his three-pointer is um, only falling at 32% this year, but he is a capable three-point shooter. As I talked about earlier, THJ is with the Mavericks now, and he's been a revelation for them in the starting lineup. Once they put him in the starting lineup, they really started to – win a few more games. Um, He's averaging 14 points a game on 37% from three, three rebounds and two assists. And he just does, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. things. If you watch the Hawks, you know, when he was on the team, you know that he likes to take big shots, very confident in himself. He's a fine defender now. He's not great, but he is completely average in that regard. And uh, he will, I'm sure, relish an opportunity to go against his former team. Finally, they have Seth Curry. Again, Steph Curry's younger brother, who's averaging 11 points a game, two rebounds, and is shooting 40% from three. And as much as a good shooter as Seth is, he will find ways to get open. You think that with a guy that is so known for their three-point shooting and with a brother who might be the greatest three-point shooter of all time, there's no way that he would be able to get open looks. But he does a great job of moving off ball. One thing that Trey could learn from both Curry brothers is the off-ball movement. In the game against Houston, he had one where he was flying full speed around a screen, came to a, a halt, hit, and hit a three. And it, It's just an extremely difficult skill to have, and Seth Curry can get his shot off in a really small amount of time and hit a basket. And um, the Hawks' defense on the three-point line is going to be something that def- tells how this game goes. For the Hawks, I think... Without Luka Doncic, it's going to be interesting to see how the Mavericks defend Trey Young. Um, They have some length that they could throw at him. I expect to see teams are now trying to put length on Trey Young instead of having just their like-size point guard go against Trey. 
they're putting wings or bigger guards and the Mavericks have a bigger guard that they could throw at Trey. Um, I'm also interested to see how Porzingis down low, if he is a, a shot blocker, if he deters Trey from getting down there at all, or if Trey's able to get to, to his full bag of tricks and get to the free throw line against this Mavericks team. John Collins, again, is going to have to continue to play big. I do think Porzingis is a nice matchup for John Collins, and even if the Mavericks put Kleba on Collins, I think that that's advantage Collins. It'll be seeing if the interesting to see if the Hawks try to get Collins going early in this game, or if they let kind of Trey find his way and see if these guards could get get going. The other wings, um, Kevin Herter's coming off of one of his best games of the year. I hope he's still aggressive getting the ball and that him shooting threes. I think all the attention that Trey is going to get is going to allow Kevin to really have some open three pointers, and if he can knock him down, that could be the difference in the game. And then finally, I expect this is another game where. DeAndre Hunter could get on track. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's probably going to be the guy that uh, DeAndre is guarding, is a fine sort of league average player. Um, but Hunter is probably bigger and stronger than uh, Finney-Smith. So to see how Hunter reacts to this matchup is going to be really interesting. And just cons- continued consistency from both Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter is something I'm looking forward to. I think this game is going to be high scoring. I don't. I think especially without uh, Luka Doncic, maybe the Mavericks aren't able to get as many points up. But the Hawks are certainly going to have trouble slowing down this Mavericks team. Um, the wings, Cam and Hunter, could do a good job of limiting the number of three-point shots that the Mavericks get. But the Hawks are going to have to really focus on getting rebounds after missed Maverick shots, and then going down and executing on the other end. Uh, If I had to guess a score of this game, I expect it to kind of end up where the Hawks ended up winning against the 76ers in the 120s to 130s, just because I think this is going to be a lot of shooting in this game, and both sides, I don't know how much defense they're going to play. Again, I'm really disappointed that we don't get to see Luka Doncic. He's just one of the most fun players in the league, and um, to see him and Trey on the same court just throwing passes that... I mean, are just no one else in the league throws passes like those two. Maybe LeBron, um, but those two are just the most fun players to watch, and uh, we only get to see them twice a year. So that's frustrating, but this is a really big opportunity for the Hawks to string together a couple wins, especially catching the Mavericks on the second night of a back-to-back. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. If you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast, that would be a huge help to me. And if you want to reach the podcast, you can email me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!